Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. Benjamin Bat's Plan Of course, Kitty Katy did was not always to be found in his favorite nook among the trees in Farmer Green's front yard. Quite often, he went skipping about from tree to tree or from bush to bush, sometimes flying and sometimes leaping. It really made little difference to him which mode of travel he used and he never stopped to think how lucky he was to be able to move so spryly with the help of either his legs or his wings. He took his good fortune as a matter of course. There was Mr. Frog. He was a famous jumper, but he couldn't fly. And there was Mr. Nighthawk. He was a skillful flyer, but he couldn't jump. Such thoughts, however, never entered Kitty Katydid's head. He went cheerfully about his business, which was eating principally, and jumped or flew as the mood seized him. Indeed, If it hadn't been for that strange fellow, Benjamin Bat, probably Kitty never would have realized just what he could or couldn't do. Since Benjamin was another night prowler like himself, Kitty Katy did saw him often. It seemed to Kitty that he could scarcely even gaze at the full moon without catching sight of Benjamin Bat's dusky shape flitting jerkily across the great round yellow disk. When Benjamin was astir in the neighborhood, Kitty Katy did lay low or high in his favorite treetop. At least he kept very still until the night was nearly gone to give Benjamin Bat plenty of time to satisfy his hunger. For Kitty found Benjamin Bat a much more agreeable companion when he had eaten his fill. Early in the evening, soon after he had woken up, Benjamin was positively ferocious. But the more he ate, the more pleasant he grew. And by the time faint streaks of light began to show in the east, he could smile and crack a joke as easily as anybody else. Well, late one night, or early one morning, Kitty Katy did and Benjamin Bat were enjoying a chat in the treetops when Benjamin put a new idea into Kitty's head. We ought to have some sports right here in Farmer Green's yard, 
he suggested. You're such a fine jumper that you should try your skill against Mr. Frog. And you're such a fine flyer that you and Freddy Firefly ought to have a race. I'd suggest, he added, I'd suggest that the sports take place after dark, almost any evening. But Kitty Katydid spoke up quickly and said that he wouldn't care to join in the fun until the night was almost gone. He said he was sure he could jump and fly better at that time. And that was quite true, because he knew that if Mr. Bat swallowed him early in the evening, he wouldn't be able to take any part in the sports. Very well then, Benjamin Bat replied, but it will be the worst possible time for me. What do you mean? Kitty Katy did inquired. Do you expect to enter any of the contests? Oh, yes, said Benjamin. I'm going to hang by my heels from the limb of a tree. And since I'm never so heavy early in the evening, before I've had a chance to eat much, I'd prefer to have the sports begin soon after dark. But Kitty Katy did said, there was no doubt Benjamin Bat would win in the sport of hanging head downward by his heels. And he told Benjamin not to worry. When the night of the races and other sports finally came, a great crowd began to gather about Farmer Green's place soon after dark. Although Benjamin Bat had told people that the fun wasn't going to begin until almost morning, they were all so excited that they couldn't wait for the night to pass. They lingered around the dooryard and talked so loudly that they actually disturbed the household. Farmer Green was even tempted to get up and shut his door. He found it so hard to go to sleep. The noisiest of all the gathering was Mr. Frog, the tailor who lived over by the creek. He had a great deal to say about everything, and it soon became plain to everyone that he was trying to manage the whole affair. Mr. Frog objected to every arrangement that Benjamin Bat had made. When he learned that he was expected to enter a jumping contest with Kitty Katy did, he exclaimed that he and Kitty were such good friends that he hated the thought of trying to beat Kitty at jumping. Kitty might feel bad, said Mr. Frog. People might laugh at him because I won. Don't you worry about me, Kitty Katy did called out. Where are you? asked Mr. Frog, looking all around. I can hear you, but I can't see you. But Kitty Katy did refused to show himself. He preferred, for the time being, to remain safely hidden among the leaves, where he could listen to what people said and talk to them when he wanted to. Wouldn't you prefer some other sort of contest? Mr. Frog then asked him. No, 
there's swimming. We could swim in the watering trough or the duck pond. And if I beat you, you could stick your head under water so you wouldn't hear what people said. Don't you think that's a good idea? Goodness, no, cried Kitty. I'd drown myself in no time. Dear me, said Mr. Frog, I never thought of that. And then everybody laughed so loudly at him that he hurried off to the watering trough to dive underwater and stay there until he was sure that his remarks had been forgotten. Meanwhile, Benjamin Bat was worrying. He couldn't find anybody who was willing to try the sport of hanging head downward by his heels. He asked Kitty Katy did, and Kitty declined flatly to do any such thing. Now, since Benjamin had not yet dined, he was very short-tempered, and he grew angry at once. What's the matter? he sneered. Don't you know how to do an easy trick like that? If I could see you, he declared, peering among the maple leaves. If I could see you, I'd show you how it feels to hang beneath a limb. Kitty Katy did said no word in reply. He knew well enough what Benjamin Bat meant. Benjamin wanted to eat him. And he wished that Benjamin would go away and get a good meal somewhere before he came back. As the hours sped by and the moon at last crossed the sky and dropped out of sight, Kitty Katydid saw that there was going to be trouble. He was worried about Benjamin Bat. Early in the evening, Benjamin had begun to tease Mr. Frog, and he was so busy doing that that he wouldn't take the time to go away and snatch even a bite to eat. Naturally, Benjamin's temper grew worse as the night lengthened, and Kitty Katydid had to admit to himself that he would be most unwise if he did any jumping or flying just then. For Benjamin Bat was in so fierce a humor that he was ready to snap at anybody who was smaller than he was. All the tiny flying folk gave him a wide berth, and it began to look as if he were going to spoil the night's fun. But all the while, Mr. Frog never once lost his temper. Even when Benjamin Bat called him a long-legged, flat-headed, paddle-footed meddler. Mr. Frog only smiled and turned a few somersaults backwards. What's the matter with you? Benjamin Bat asked him at last. Can't you speak? Certainly, certainly, Mr. Frog said then. I've been trying to think of some way to prevent so much quarreling. It hardly seems fair to Kitty Katy did, this uproar right in his dooryard. 
And since you are the one who's making the greatest disturbance, I suggest that you go away and leave us to enjoy the rest of the night in peace. I'll do nothing of the kind, Benjamin Bat screamed. This is my party. I thought of it in the first place, and I'm going to stay here until dawn. Very well, then the rest of us will leave at once, Mr. Frog told him. And calling goodbye to all his friends, Mr. Frog flopped himself briskly away. The smaller folk, too, vanished as if by magic. Though Benjamin Bat watched sharply, he didn't even see Freddy Firefly when he slipped away. That's strange, thought Benjamin. He must have put out his light to fool me, but I don't care, because Kitty Katydid is hidden somewhere in this tree, and I'm going to find him, for I am terribly hungry. So Benjamin began flying in and out among the maple branches. Nobody but he could have twisted and turned in such a helter-skelter fashion. It made Kitty Katy did almost dizzy just to watch him. But Kitty did not take his eyes off Benjamin because... He intended to jump, and jump fast and far, in case Benjamin should see him. Now, although the Bat family was able to see in the dark as well as Farmer Green's cat could, Benjamin failed to find Kitty Katydid anywhere. Crouching motionless upon a leaf, all dressed in green, Kitty Katydid was almost invisible. But if he had moved the least bit, Benjamin Bat would have found him out. Looking only for a tiny green figure among the green leaves, Benjamin Bat paid no attention to the grayish branches of the tree. He was really strangely careless. Quite unsuspected by him, while he was arguing with Mr. Frog, the cat had crept out of the woodshed and stolen softly into that very tree, where she lay motionless along a limb. She had come out upon an early morning hunt for birds. She was a fierce old cat. There was nothing almost that she wasn't ready and willing to fight. Even old dog Spot had learned to stay away, and now she waited patiently until Benjamin Bat should come within reach of her quick paws. That silly, blundering fellow bumped squarely into her at last. And how he escaped is still a mystery. The old cat always claimed 
that when she found Benjamin wasn't a bird, she was so surprised that she let him go. And as for Benjamin himself, he never would discuss his adventure with anybody. Kitty Katie did was the only other one who saw what happened. But he was so frightened at the time that he only knew that Benjamin Bat tore away towards the swamp as if a thousand cats were following him. And people do say that for some time afterward, Kitty Katy did shrilled a slightly different ditty. It was, Kitty did, Kitty did, she did, she did. But when Mr. Frog mentioned that news with a laugh to Benjamin Bat over in the swamp, Benjamin Bat only said, Stuff and nonsense! Yet, he looked most uncomfortable. Uncomfortable.